in the morning feeling different Smoked a little dope and now I'm lifted Looked up in the mirror feeling gifted Looked up in the mirror said I'm different I woke up in the morning feeling different Smoked a little dope and now I'm lifted Looked up in the mirror feeling gifted Looked up in the mirror said I'm different um how 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 do you begin to plan and plot and set your family up for generational wealth and success and i don't just mean wealth as in a um a certain tax bracket although it can mean that what i mean specifically is a certain stability a certain ability to sustain how are you making sure that you are setting your family up for something like this if you believe that you should not have a plan for your children you should not tell them what you what your plan is for them and i know this is probably a wild ass concept for a lot of us Because it makes us really sit down and think about the plans or lack thereof that our own parents had for us. It makes you really sit back and think. I said one pivotal thing, one thing after we had watched um, King Richard. Said this thing, this movie really only brought one thought to my mind. What if every man had a plan for every seed he planted? What what would that look like? And I will definitely expound on that and and say, what would it look like if every parent had a plan for the seed that they planted. Everybody always talks about what choices babies don't have, right? Oh, I didn't choose to be here and I didn't choose. Right, you didn't. You didn't. You did not choose that. Your parents chose to bring you into this world. For what? Your parents told you to come into this world and was like, all right, figure it out. And we think that's the right thing. Because it's their own lives and it's that. Well, why did you bring them here? That's a part of your life. That's a part of your lifeline. Yes, of course, individual people. I am not my mother. I get that we are not clones. We are not slaves. Nobody is saying to control. No, I'm not saying that. But I do want us to reframe what it looks like living vicariously through our children. And I want to give that credit where it's due to my good long time forever sister, Ryan. Who was able to reframe that whole perspective in your mind about living vicariously through your children. Because that's the point. I'm not just trying to live through them. I'm trying to live vicariously through them. Abundantly, beautifully, healthily, wealthily, smartly. 
you made a very good point about your time as an athlete. And knowing that you guys were in this championship game. And you guys were about to play. And they whole ass sent y'all off. Why? Because you didn't have anybody behind you. You just said it was literally just your coach out there. Where were the parents at? Where was the the support and the foundation that said we not finna take no bullshit like this? We're not gonna we not gonna have nothing like this come up against not our kids. Why? Because people don't be having a plan for them. They just let them do what they do. And when you don't have a plan for your kids, how do you really get down to supporting them? You don't. You look at it as they little thing. Right. Or you. That's their interest. That's their little thing because that's their life. And it's um, and they become isolated away from it to the point where it's just like, okay, some people do it because they got to work. So they put their kids in after school programs just for it to be something for them to do. Uh, some parents are too focused on what they have to personally do rather than the future of their lives. So they don't end up being the greatest of supporters. Um, and that's what it used to be like. Like, parents will watch sports on TV. But they oh, don't. I'm talking about very, very um, enthusiastically. Yeah. Enthusiastically. I, we'll watch a bunch of other people's kids. If we, if, and I get it. You know, I know you're talking about major league sports, but at the end of the day, it's a bunch of other people's kids. It is. It is. And I, I once, and, and just to, to add on to that, I once got... I, I was in a bar, and um, I was having a few drinks, and I was feeling kind of, you know, however I was feeling. And this guy, he kept, t- t- like, tapering off, like, sports stats. He knew the dude's height. He knew his weight. He knew what college he went to. He knew what high school he went to. He knew everything about this dude. And I, I had to ask him, I'm like, Man, do you know your kid's grades that elaborately? I was like, do you know your kid's grades that thorough? Like, do you know what they have in math and he looked at me like what and I was like I'm just asking because you're so emphatic about this other this person like you know everything about this man and you're taking pride in it I just wanted to know did you know your kids grades that way and um do you know anything that deeply about your kids <laughs> do you know your kids height and weight so Sorry, I just want to recap again to um, say what we were talking about fully because I know we came in the middle of this conversation. But we had, literally, we just watched it yesterday. Yep. We just watched the movie King Richard. And this is the story, of course, of um, more of a highlight about Venus and Serena Williams' dad and the importance they feel he played in their lives and in their success and being these huge all-time grand slam women black women so i i like i said i put up the status on facebook and i'm just like man that's my only thought that's my only thought was what if every parent had a plan for the seed that they planted and people went you know They took their liberties, is what I'll say. (laughs) They definitely took their liberties with things. And for the most part, I'm going to tell you guys that it was not well received. And maybe it was was because of the backlash and the taboo that surrounds their dad in general. 
I don't know their story. I do not know this man's lineage and the children that he he supposedly abandoned. I feel for them. I definitely do because nobody wants to see this fucking movie come out about how great this dude is supposedly being his dad and making these fucking uh, megastar athletes when you abandoned me and my mom and the rest of my siblings when I was younger. Nobody wants to hear that shit. So I get that part. I get that part. But that was not what I was basing anything on. My basis and my baseline question continues to be, what was it look like for parents to have a plan for their fucking kids? And even still, people were combative about that. It's controlling. It's forceful. I don't want to live my child's life for them. And this, that, and the third. But it's also a very hypocritical situation to have or to talk about. It's very hypocritical to talk about because from the time the child is born, you are making every decision for them. You're making every decision for them, what they're going to eat, what they wear, what type of diapers they put on their butt, what type of soap they wash up with, where they go, who they see, what they listen to, what they can. You're making all of these decisions and suddenly at what age? Because that was another, that's another great questions to ask suddenly at what age do you just be like all right kid (laughs) you got this shit it's you i want to say that it's just such a great question to ask i think that that happens early on um is that people don't identify what they are planning for their kids right and what do i mean by that even if you're not controlling or quote-unquote forceful you are making those decisions that you just said but are you conscious as a parent that those are indeed making decisions for the kid like are you classifying that no because people gotta knock it off because those those things right there are not true real decisions this is making sure you don't die (laughs) This is keeping you alive type shit. These are not real true decisions that are going to change the course of where your life goes down the line. And everybody has to knock it off and just start to admit that a lot of our parents did not plan for us. A lot of our parents weren't even planning on having us, much less having a plan for where the fuck we were going to go in life. It's very, it's very true. I agree with you that it has to be knocked off. And it also has to be, I feel like from your post, um, I feel like from that, a lot of things came to my mind out of your post. Um, and one of the hugest things that <coughs> I extracted from it is... that it's important to do these things and to de-villainize. People have villainized making a plan for your child. That's one of the hugest things I got from it is it being villainized to have a plan for your child. And I I think that that has to come down, um, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, that people have to knock it off because what you have to know is, is if you don't have a plan for your child, somebody else does. Somebody knows exactly who your kid's parents are. (laughs) They know exactly who you are. They know exactly your blood type. 
They know your weight, height. They know where y'all lived. Every, all, everything. Somebody knows. So I think that it's important not just for defense, but for growth, development of your children. But it's also important for that reason, too. Because if you don't have a plan for them, somebody else does. And um, that may not be the most successful for you and your family. It might just be for their advantage. Yeah. I agree. Um, And I want to go back just a moment to what we were talking about when I brought up Ryan and what she was saying. Um, My sister homie Ryan has been into cheerleading for as long as I can remember. Um, When we were in grade school, she loved it. When we were in high school, she loved it. Um, And as an adult now, she does it in a professional way where she teaches other children how to do it and the techniques uh, surrounding it. And it is definitely one of those things where she has said, admittedly, like, if my my parents had seen this spark and really, truly invested the time to nurture that for me, I could have been cheerleading internationally. Internationally. And so that's what I'm talking about. Like, even if your plan is to pay attention to your child so you can know exactly what what sparks them, what brings them joy, what makes their face light up, what they're good at, what they pay attention to, what they hone in on. Even if that's your plan, you need to have a plan for your children. Because that's still a plan, even if it's just listening. That is still a plan. I want all of us with children, all of us who plan to have children, to really start to reframe what that looks like, what planning for your children looks like. We are on the brink of something beautiful right now. We we got a lot of people right now that are very interested and very focused on uh, what they call conscious parenting. So we do not want to provide the same terrible communication between our children that we may have experienced as as kids with our parents. We want to listen to our children. We want to let them know that their thoughts are valuable and heard and that they are seen and heard. And these are things that are absolutely positively important. What's also important in that... (laughs) And what I'm going to keep driving home is that we as parents and potential parents begin to reshape this shit for ourselves in our minds. That we do need to have plans for these little people we bring to earth. We absolutely need to have plans for them. We cannot just we cannot just say for so many months and so many years we're going to take care of every single thing that you got going on, every need, every this, every that, and then one day you figure it out. That's not how it should be. And having a plan for your child is not something that is forced on them or dictated on them. It comes from really being with your child paying attention to your child, being around your child, talking to them, listening to them. You can literally just be in the room with them sometimes. Like 
My baby be on TikTok laying in her bed. I be in the bed with her playing Mario Kart. We're just vibing. We're just picking up each other's energy. These are the things that we need to do with our children. So that when those little, like I said, those sparks of imagination and I am motivated and I am this and I am that. When we see that, we can nurture it. We can push into it a little deeper. And y'all, you know, push your kids. All of this, oh, well, when they feel like it and when they want to, oh, okay. Because when does that work out? Yes, push your children. Please do so that they know their own limitations. Please do push your children so that they can feel comfortable pushing back. Please do teach your children how to defend themselves and how to think for themselves and how to inspect themselves. These are the things that we should be planning to do for our children and with our children. I know it's getting a bad rap because it's the fucking, oh my God, he left his first family. He abandoned his first family. Oh my God. I get it. Yeah, I know. It it does. It gets a bad rap. I I do. But let's take that out of it. (laughs) Let's just look at the fact that these two young ladies wanted to tell a story about their dad and what he meant to them and their success and how they were appreciative and grateful to him for that exactly and let's just and you know what i'm gonna speak on it i wasn't gonna say anything about but i am gonna say something about it i agree with you that we should all challenge ourselves to making plans for the children because they are the best they are the future they are everything when you're going to analyze that imagine you did have a plan for your children Imagine you did have a plan for your woman and you presented that plan to her and she totally was against everything you're talking about. How likely are you to be successful? I don't think you're likely to be successful at all. Like, and that's the thing that is, is very terrifying to think about because not a lot of us have been there. It's not a lot of us have been there where we be where we have been able to either see it in front of us like, oh, he said he had a plan. She fully put her trust behind it and look what it brought about. Not a lot of us have seen that. So it's not easy for a lot of women. I'm, it's not. It's not easy for a lot of women. For a lot it is. For a lot it's not. To look at a man, especially when... You haven't seen it done before. You don't know. I I agree with you and I empathize with it. And what I'll say is this, men out there, because it did start as that. Because this thing of life, it's a very interesting biological thing, but it starts with a thought. Just like most other things. It starts with the thought of a woman as well. What I'll say is this, if you have have a plan, if you have a plan... Express your plan. See how the people next to you and your family feels about it. Um, make the proper adjustments or make the proper notations. Be prepared for adjustments you guys might have to make and explain that. And don't be scared to talk about this plan. Because it's necessary to have one. 
I think that's a, a very important thing. Don't be afraid to talk about the plan and also stand on your shit. Like, definitely. And that just brought up another point um, personally where I find it difficult is that I I have been in a situation where I was just like, you said you got it, you got it. You said you got it, you got it. And I did go in there believing you said you got it. And motherfuckers did not have it. So we also come to a point where there are some women who have been there. They didn't they didn't believe the pipe dream. They didn't believe their leader. And that leader did not really have a fucking plan. <laughs> You know, he just kept saying, I got a plan. Just trust me. Is that post-traumatic plan disorder? (laughs) It's post-traumatic trust disorder. Oh, yeah, that's real. No, that's (laughs) that's real. And I I just want to speak healing to you. Um, I want to speak healing to anybody out there who's had that. Um, However, again, and I'm speaking this way for a very specific reason. Men. Be very careful because what you give a woman, she gives back to you. And that's just the bottom line. Myself, I can admit, I can admit this. I have, I've always been a two year plan person to get my whole goal done. And people are like, what? I travel at a pretty tremendous speed sometimes. But what I've learned is, is that now I gave it five to, to seven to 10. Um, because I learned that there's space for development and understanding of your plan. See, that's one of the things you got to account for. If your plan is for your woman or it's for your children, they have to understand the plan. It might have popped up in your head as clear as day. And you might have wrote it down. But have you actually reviewed it with them? Have you actually showed them the plan? Like as boring as it can be. Not only that, it has a continue to evolve and grow with the people that you are involving in this plan. Yeah. Like you just said, that's literally what you just said. Like it went from being able to plot this out in two years, but as you still, or as you began to add people to this universe and to our own tribe in our own village, that has to expand out a little bit to account for everybody's abilities, yeah. everybody's understanding, yeah. everybody's level of communication. So that's that's absolutely a thing. Yeah, and it, it's important. Um, and I just want to share share that with you, um, out there listening. Share that with you, love. That those that, these are things that I'm acknowledging my in my own plan as being a man because I always have a plan. Um. I do, um, but I now I've noticed what I need to fix in my plan, and it usually starts with expressing it with the rest of the whole. The well, that's a a. It's an interesting. It's an interesting line to teeter, and that's why I would also be interested if we're just going to keep going down the line of getting into these people's lives I would be interested to know and shout out to my sister Ryan again because she said that that might have been one of the reasons why 
Mr. Richard left that first family. Like the wife did not see the wife at the time, his first wife maybe did not see his vision, did not get that shit. And shit, maybe that wasn't where it was aligned to be completed. I agree. That's why I commented. That's why I commented so emphatically about it is because if I'm being honest and I am, that's the reason why I don't have any biological kids. The people, uh, the people I dated or the people I was with, I had a very specific plan. I had this very specific vision and what I see, I expressed it. I heard back from them and their side and what they thought and how they felt. And then I did it with together and people, oh, that sounds controlling. No, no, no. Anybody who actually knows me seriously knows I'm, I'm diplomatic. Like, like I, I, I love women. Uh, I love my woman. Um, you can bear witness to that. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your opinion. I want to hear your wisdom. I take notes of that. My whole thing is, is I can live with the results of my plan, good or bad, and I can take it. But what I can't do is develop something with somebody that said, no, 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 no to my plan. But I got no other alternative. Yeah. No. And how could you build anything if somebody's always saying no? Yeah, it's like, Like, that's not going to happen. You don't agree? Cool. Um, to just go back a second, a little bit to what you were saying to, in regards to, um, right, going back just a second to where we were talking about it being kind of a, um, a fine line to walk that, is very underappreciated where a man is in a leadership role and we've all just kind of floated here and this is how we've all grown up this is how it's always been man leads woman follows everybody's happy um but what is not always explained to most men And what is not always understood by most women is that just because the man is the leader does not mean what he, that his word is unquestionable or uncontestable. And that's, for me, that is deeply rooted in a lot of the religion that surrounds us where you can't question God. You just walk by faith <laughs> and not by sight. <laughs> you just... Who you going to believe? Me or your or lying your... eyes? <laughs> First time I heard a nigga say that, I knew that devil meant was for, were for real. That is the same, that's the same (laughs) rock in a hard place, right? Because on the one hand, you have the guys and the men out there that are just um, really fully understanding that, yeah, I do have the plan, but I, I still have to express this plan to the rest of the tribe yeah 
Because they were going to help you fully develop that plan anyway. You can't just walk around with that plan in your head because it's not, it's not our plan. It's yours. Then yeah. it is just your plan because yeah. it's only in your head. Um, so you're dealing with that on the one hand, and then you're dealing with the woman on the other hand who feels like, well, this is the leader. It's leading. I'm following what, all right. I have no questions. <laughs> and that, just to add on to that, let me tell you something. God is completely questionable. Um, let's get away from, and, and here's the thing, whatever your faith is, uh, whatever your spiritual walk is, by all means walk it. Um, but the Bible itself says, faith without works is dead. <laughs> that means your faith is dead if you don't work. And what I'm saying is, is that I had this conversation with my uncle the other day, uh, which I talked to and have great counsel from, small G. He said that a woman can lead, the man is just the head. Now, let's think about, like, just to think about that concept for a second and the reason why I brought it up. The head, the start, the, the beginning. Let me tell you why that's true. We could just break it down real simple. Nine out of ten times, who's talking to who and initiating in any type of relationship, the man or the woman? Is the man going to talk to the woman first or is the woman going to talk to the man first to kick off any relationship? I will hope. I, I don't know. You know, we are so into societal patriarchal and this and that and I want a woman to come and talk to me for once. So I, I don't know. I guess it depends on the situation. I You know what? I like your opinion on that. And I like your perspective on that. From my perspective and what I've experienced is, is nine out of ten times it's the guy pursuing woman, and you're pursuing her for what? This is the th- this is the head, this is the start, this is the front of the relationship. What is your point? What is your objective? Did you let her know your objective at some point? What was your what was your whole point? So they can uh they a, a woman can definitely lead, because. If you let her know what your intention was from the beginning, we can all get on board to have an understanding and create the proper communication for our relationship, family, and future family. And and so I, I by all means question God because that's what a woman that's what that's one of the greatest attributes of a woman. It's her ability to listen to the person that kicked this off. And then question why you kicked it off. Yeah. Okay. Well. What made you come over here and talk to me? Why'd you pick that shirt to wear? You know, these are all things to question. What would, What is your intent with me? These are all questions that I feel should be asked. And this gives us uh, the diplomacy and the proper equality and perspective to build things. Because now you can be questioned. Because if they don't, under, with all you're getting, get an understanding. And if your team doesn't understand the plan, the plan will never work. Agreed. I agree. And um, that definitely rounds it back out to what we were talking about in this particular story and in this particular instance. Yes, 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 you should have plans. You should have plans for your kids. Absolutely. 
And like I said, these do not have to be plans of, 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 what do you call it? Nefarious. Like these do not have to be nefarious plans. These are not plans of, ha ha, second life. I get to live through my child. Like it isn't this evil overshadowing thing, but plan for your children to be good people yes plan for them to be loving plan for them to be kind and how do you do that you can't just say oh well my job as a parent is to make sure that my child is a it grows to be a a a good adult and a good human being but how do they do that again with your hopes and prayers your intentions once again, do not come over here with these intentions <laughs> for your children. I intend to them to be yeah, yeah. great people. And this is an axe murderer. <laughs> this is an axe murderer right here because you wanted to let them go with the flow. Your intention don't matter. Faith without works. Is dead, bro. Faith without works is dead. This intention does not matter. You are fooling yourself. You are absolutely kidding yourself by saying you should not have a plan for your children. I, what might be better said, and that's a little harder to acknowledge or accept, is either... You don't know or didn't know you should have had a plan. Or you don't know what the hell the plan should be. You have no idea how to plan your your generational wealth or success or anything like that for your children. You have no idea how to support them in anything. You have no idea what they're interested in. You have no idea what they're good at or what sparks their mind to think. You have no idea what they writing in that little journal that they be hiding from you. No idea. That's the harder thing. I get it. But what rings truer for me and my tribe and my village is we got some plans and goals over here. And we're going to openly talk about them and discuss them and agree upon them. But please do not kid yourself. When that baby first comes out, you putting it right on your titty if you're able to. You didn't give that baby a choice. You didn't say, oh, I'm going to let him decide. <laughs> Brother, you want this cashew milk or my breast milk? I'm going to let him decide. He barely got working eyes. <laughs> you got to make a choice, a guidance choice for them. Plan to take care of your children. Plan to nurture them. And this goes for all of us. This is not coming from mother of the year, Teflon Spliff. This is not coming from mother of the last seven years, Teflon Spliff. Okay? This is not coming from a perfect mother. This is coming from a learning mother. A growing mother. A listening mother. A trying mother. Okay? This is this is not no game, G. People without plans for their children 
are seeing them get snatched up. These kids is out here doing what they want to do and you see the result of it. You see the result of children with parents that did not have plans for them. You might be the product of a child of a parent who didn't have a plan for them. And that's perfectly not okay, but it's okay because you survived. To do what though? To do the same thing for your kid or to do better? Do better. We got to do better for the babies. Whether you seen the movie or not, whether you agree with (laughs) this particular man's method or not, what we all have to have to ponder, we don't all have to agree on it at all, but what I would like us all to ponder are the plans that we have for ourselves and our children and our children's children for generational health, wellness, and success. Church. Let us all Ponder. Peace. Peace. Uh, who I admire, who I respect a lot. She told me one time, she said, all of your ideas are in your head. And I got pissed that she said that to me. I'm not going to lie. But what she, what I got from it when I finally listened to what she said and I didn't take it out, she was saying that you need to fucking write some of these down. <laughs> you need to put some of these thoughts somewhere out. They need to be outside of you. Like, I know what you have developed, but the things that you're developing, those are important to grid out to and create blueprints. And as a person who has created things directly from my head to product, it made me not acknowledge that to develop other things, I need to more have more processes for the development I said that to say to you that I'm going to write you more letters so you understand what I'm saying it's written down it's clearly thought out it's ready for question and I've seen you express things in that way whether it be typing whether it be a post or whether it be writing a letter to a family member or anything like that, that's something that you will be able to understand, respond to, um, question. I've got butterflies. (laughs) Like, at at the prospect of us getting to a new level of communication with each other, my stomach is butterflying right now. Like... Definitely big flutters. You're making mine flutter back. <laughs> and so I'm going to just take a second. And my butterflies flutter over to your yeah, stomach. Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> they, they came over here. I think I think it was the top dimple that shot, <laughs> that shot it over here to me. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Talk about some finger licking good.
<laughs> and I'm like, it was too zesty. The way he was looking on it. Sean be doing some very zesty it's things. Okay, it's okay. I just wish they would let him come out. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's what we do. I'm gonna write you letters. Um. I think that'd be the best way to do it. And again, I pol- I apologize to you. Um. For. Not laying out the plan more. Because I realized I was a little bit afraid. Like, and when I say afraid, I mean, people have to address their, I'm people. You have to, I have to, I had to address my trauma or my fears before I could properly express these things to me. Because when you open, that's another thing about having a plan that I didn't express to the people. This is not for the unbrave. This is a very brave thing. You can't let your, let everybody know your plan. There has to be a screening process for who you can tell your plan. You might be telling a plan to the ops. Yeah. You might be telling a plan to somebody who does not believe in you at all. You may be telling a plan to somebody you hurt and they are only here right now with you to see you fail. Bloop, bloop. Bitch, you hurt me. Yeah, tell me this shit. I can't wait to, to fall down the stairs, you hope. So you have to be careful with these plans and my own, my own uh, not getting over those things and my own error combined caused me to be afraid to even have it all the way out sometime. And what I mean have it all the way out is literally just write it like write it down. Mm-hmm. Like here you go. This is what I'm this is what I'm doing. Uh and this is what I think. This is what's going on. And I appreciate uh you developing these things with me. You developing this communication with me. You giving me that trust before. You giving me that trust now. And what I want to do differently with that trust is show my determination and the level of my focus by putting these things in direct writing. I appreciate it. No problem. I'm down. It definitely made me blush when you first said it. Obviously, you just got a taste of my butterflies, so I'm very excited to be unlocking, like I said, this new level of communication between us. And it's really cool. So, yeah, yeah. I would, um, yeah, I would enjoy it. Writing hand. Oh, oh, writing hand. I didn't know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> but I trusted you. <laughs> Well, (laughs) thank you so much for tuning in. This has been another episode of Safe Space Tef Talk with your host, Teflon Spliff. If you enjoy this content, if you enjoy what you're hearing, and if you would like to hear more, please consider making a donation to this podcast in our future endeavors. You can always connect with me on Instagram at Safe Space Teflon and on Facebook, I'm Teflon Spliff. 
Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.